Hello, it's Alice Arnold here. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. This week we are talking to some of the cast of one of my absolute favourite new musicals. The musical is Come From Away and the cast members are Robert Hans, Clive Carter and Rachel Tucker. rainy lunchtime and here we are in the Ambassador's Lounge thinking we might help ourselves to a little whiskey. <laughs> Get me through the matter now. But, and I just walked across the back of the stage and I thought this is as close as I'm going to get to being in this production of Come For Away, which I have to say is my favourite play this year. Oh, so good. Far. I mean, what, I just absolutely love it. It's such a joy. It must be a complete joy to be in it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it took about six weeks to get through without being a, without crying because it, it's it's so up, so moving the whole thing. Is. I know, but in a good way. Yeah, in a really good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so lovely about kindness, really. It is. I mean, we should set it up, I suppose, because I'm going to talk to several of the sure. your cast and and the, the people will be going, what is, what is this play? So, will you set it up? Set it up for me, just in a nutshell. It's it's about the kindness of a community. Uh, that they showed, I mean, way beyond the call of, of, uh, of, of, of any, way beyond any normal kindness. When a disaster happened, it was 9-11, and, and uh, 7,000 people descended on a tiny, tiny community in Canada, and they opened their doors to them to get choked up talking about it. They, 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 they didn't have hotels, they didn't have anywhere to put them. It doubled their population virtually, and they just took them into their homes and, uh, and they fed them and they clothed them and they, they, they counselled them and they and they didn't have that much to give and what, what they had they gave you know they put them in their spare rooms on their sofas and they let them have their showers and they were exemplary human beings and what's lovely about it is a lot of the, the there are 12 14 yes, 12. 12, 12 in the cast and you play passengers who've come from the play and also people from the town of Gander. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so you double up. Yes. Everybody doubles up the parts uh, seamlessly with just like a hat or something. It's not like major costume no, changes no, no, really. It's just very, none. very simple. It's just chairs. Basically the set is, is a load of chairs which can become aeroplane seats or the mayor's office or a cafe or whatever it is. Um, but the individual stories are so poignant and you play... I, well, the love story of the piece, yeah, I suppose. I you're, you're, and uh, I thought, and I that is my, based on, on truth, isn't lead, it? Uh, my romantic lead days were over, but um, <laughs> um, everything in the play is true. So there are all sorts of interesting facts that sound like they might not be true. Everything is true. They haven't invented anything. All the characters are true. They all really existed. My character, well, I, I play two, but the, 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 the love interest character... Uh, was a 52-year-old businessman who was commuting uh, to America, back and forth. He worked for an oil company. And uh, uh, there's a sort of sense that he, he he's a D4C and that that, that that part of his life was sort of over for him. And he meets... that He's thrown together with, with, with a Texan lady uh, during this process. They're, they're, they're there for five days. And they fall in love, and they they totally fall in love. And to this day, eighteen years later, because I've met them. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. Uh, Did they come and see the show then? They've been uh, over a hundred times. Uh, no. And they're very, they're very into it. it. It's like a sort of testament to their relationship. And um, 
So he, in fact, contacted me on Facebook before I started rehearsals. So once I'd been cast and the, the cast was announced, he, he, he got in touch with me. And, and we had several long chats on, on Messenger, or whatever it was, or one of those yeah. things. Um, and talking... And he, he's sweet, really, really sweet. He's, he's, um, and now, I suppose, he's 70, is uh, he? he? Or is, would be? He's, se- he's 60, and Diane is... No, no he, he must be... Se- he's 70, he yeah, he's 17, he she's... Se- se- Yes, that's yeah. right. Yes, <clears throat> I think. Yes, yes, I think he's seventy. <laughs> if I'm doing, I'm sorry, Nick, if I'm going that wrong. But I think I think that's it, that's right. If he was that's eighteen if he was, years ago, if he was fifty, that would make sense. He'd and he was. Yes. Unless he was fifty, in which case he'd be fifty-eight. Uh, Sixty-eight. 60, yes. Really good at maths. Isn't he? Yes, Robert Hans. Yeah. <laughs> Mathematician. Why, why became, maybe not. <laughs> that's why, why you're an actor. An actor <laughs> <you see. laughs> um, uh, yeah, and and they and they 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 they're, they're very sort of engaged with it, and 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 they 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 talk about it. They're very much part of the thing, and when when the new productions open, so there's lots, there's five productions of this now, and the worldwide, they're always there. They're always there, and they were brought on stage after. So they're the sort of core, some of the, a couple of the core people yeah. that are involved. Yeah, in well, it. actually, a lot lot of them come over. A lot of them come over because it's. It makes it all the more poignant when they go, oh, my God, they're real. Yeah. They, they absolutely are real. It's not, it's not invented. But what I really love about them as a couple is that 18 years later, they can't keep their hands off each other. They, they really can't. They're holding hands. Got her, he's got his arm around her. He's, they're a very, very tactile cu- couple and, and, and very, a very together couple. Well, you see, in the piece, when you go and watch it, you know when you start rooting for a love thing to happen... I mean, everyone is rooting for you. <laughs> like, there's no tomorrow. It's like, oh, please, please kiss her. Please, please. Because it's, oh, well, because it's so sweet and genuine and lovely and you just think this has got to happen. Please let it happen. Sometimes that first kiss, I hear a, I hear a, oh. I'm surprised you don't hear a cheer, actually. <laughs> I suppose everyone doesn't just get oh, up and go, way. And uh, Robert, you were nominated for an Olivier Award for Best Supporting Actor. And in fact, um, Come From Away got seven nominations, I think. Was it nine? Nine nominations. And four wins. And one one four. So you've got to be pretty pleased. Did you have a good party at the end of that? Oh, God, yes. I bet you did. (laughs) It was like a. It was like a. It was like. It was was just the nicest thing that's ever happened to me, really. I I don't think any. I think I can, I'll never forget it. It was I never expected it, and it was as nice as you could possibly wish. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think what's lovely about this piece is it's very it's it's very intimate. It's very sort of off Broadway, off West End type thing. Really, it's it's small and it's intimate. And it doesn't ca- have helicopters and ensemble, and there's yeah. no helicopters. Um, but it's a massive hit everywhere that it is. And it must just feel wonderful to be part of something that's oh. so kind of solid and family-like, and oh, yet no is idea. a huge hit. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It, it, the, 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 thing of, the thing of being in a hit is, well, you, you, it's nothing to do with me. I, I know it's nothing to do with me because it's a hit wherever it is without me. But it's so nice to be a part of. Yeah. Just really lovely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do my bit, but as I say... And when you did audition for it, did you know about the other productions had you heard about it were you my friend's wife <laughs> had seen it on broadway right and he described it to me i thought really mm. and then i got this audition through so i phoned him i said oh you know that thing your wife saw i've got an audition for it 
But that's all I knew about it. Um, right, literally? Yeah. I, I didn't know about the story of Ganda. I didn't know that this, this thing had happened. And when you knew that it was in Canada, were you expecting to do an Irish accent? Now, <laughs> it's not an Irish accent. Actually. Oh, pardon me. No. <laughs> but you're right, it, it bears a lot of similarities. Uh, yes, the accent's quite something. And it's a complete surprise to the audience, I think, when yes. they first hear it, because yes. they think, well, this is set in Canada. How come these people are speaking been, uh, ostensibly a Southern Irish accent? Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Which is, but that's big. Well, now the stage is collapsing, yeah. the sound effects. But um, presumably because it was inhabited yeah. by, by, and it's an island, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's, so it was very insulated from, isolated from the rest of Canada. Which is, why the, which is why even different parts of Newfoundland have different accents. Because there's a lot of Scottish influence in yeah, Canada there is, as well. Scottish, so, yeah, yeah. yeah the, 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 apparently it's very, very regional. So, so you, you, you can travel you know, a few miles down the road and people speak in a totally different way. And Because we met these people, because they've, they've all been over, they all seem to speak differently. And they all sound oh. like they've got it slightly wrong as well. <laughs> which is sort of, but there are, there are some, some hard and fast rules that you, you hold on to. But which what are what? It? What are the rules? Uh, oh, they, they don't have diphthongs, so they wouldn't say plain, they'd say plen. And they they wouldn't say, uh, um, I don't know, night, they'd say noit. Um, sort of little things like that you can hang on to. Mm. But we, we were told to think of it as a North American accent uh, with Irish bits, rather than an Irish accent with North American bits. Okay. Okay. Um, and presumably you all had a lot of voice coaching yeah, for we it. Yeah, we, we had. <laughs> we did. And we still do, I have to say. Yeah. Yes, the voice coach who coaches all the productions worldwide, which is probably a good thing, he periodically listens to the show and then note, they send him a recording of it, and then because wow. he lives in America, uh, he then notes it, and then we have, you have these rather gruelling FaceTime sessions with him as he, <laughs> as he talks us through it. Gosh, so they're keeping you on it oh, yeah. all the way through. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, we wouldn't know. Not many people know people who come from Gander. So it's not Let, like no. the, the audience are not <laughs> really There's only 7,000 or 9,000 of them. Yeah. So, yes, no. Have you got any inclination to go there? Well, I've sort of said a little bit. We yeah. do. After the show, we said... Let's go for yeah. our next holiday. Yeah, really. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, I don't know what's there though. Not much. No, nothing's there. I mean, it's still nothing's there. But it has become a slight thing. It's become. A They'll probably get tourists now, like Downton Abbey does. Yes, I think, you know, I, I think the people will go to see Gander. Their economy will flourish. I hope it in does. ways they never expected. Because it's it's it, you know it, it does, you can't grow anything there. It's, it's, it's quite barren. Oh, okay. Um, and cold probably is it? Cold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's there's no real industry. A bit of fishing. So, you know, it is, it is sort of quite sparsely populated, and that's why there's such a fantastic community. And they all, they seem to sort of, they, they sort of shrug and kind of say, well, that's what you do, isn't it? They mm. don't, there's, there's, not a much, there's not a lot of, they tend, to, they tend to have quite a sort of wry sense of humour. One of the ladies, the lady that, in this show, there's a character called Beulah Davis, and she's actually a conflation of two people, of Diane Davis and another lady whose name escapes me. And Diane Davis is hilarious, and she says, um, oh, I only did it so they'd make a, way, uh, a Broadway musical out of it. <laughs> Which, you know, it isn't true at all. Um, she, she, when she was over here in London, she said, I've, I've got to go back because I've got some Syrian refugees in my house at the moment. Uh, right. That's what she does, you know. It's what they, they oh, look, she does, seriously. They she look, did yeah, have... Yeah, they look after people, it seems to be. Well, because I think that's the sort of resonance of it today, is that 
in a time of politics which sometimes doesn't feel incredibly welcoming, we're watching a show about the exact antipathy of that, which is people welcoming strangers. And that that's the essence of the yes. whole piece, isn't it? Yes. Which is, and maybe people from a small town are more ready to do that than people from big cities, I don't know. Yes. Yes, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. The bigger the city, the more suspicion there is, isn't there? You don't know anyone. And, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. And it was in terrible circumstances, of course, that everybody arrived. But that's not what the piece is about. It's it, it's that sort of incidental. It's these people have to be here because of that. Because Gander had this enormous airport. Yes. Which your dad. Yes. Because it was the place where all the planes refuelled before they went on to America. That's right. So they couldn't do it in one go at that. Yeah. Whatever time that. Yeah. So the, you know they could, they landed at thirty eight planes there, which you. When all those planes were in the air, that, that must have been a godsend. But the officers didn't think about and wh- where will they all go. Yeah. But I guess no one knew how long it was going to last or how long it was going to be. I mean, they sat they sat there on the ground. They, they were in the planes for twenty four hours, most of them, because mm. they were you know the, the, their outward journey started and then they landed and then no one knew what to do. It took some time before they were actually on the ground and then and then. And then they got themselves together and they, they just did it. They just looked after them. Well, it's obviously set to run and run and run with you. I hope so. I hope, yes. Yeah. yes. So, From your um, mouth to God's ears, my yeah, grandmother well, would say. Yeah. I shall be... I'm, I need to come again because I've only seen it once. And oh. once is not enough Good. to come from away, I think. It's one of those shows you do need to see more than once. Like anyway. Nick and Diane come 120 times. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not 120, but as many as I can. Anyway, thank you, Robert, no, so much for, you for chatting me. to us. And um, have a lovely matinee and evening show. Will do. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. I'm talking to Clive Carter. We'll probably come in the middle of this conversation. Oh, We're still in the Ambassador's <laughs> Lounge of the, of the Phoenix Theatre. Come from away. Back to <laughs> what we're supposed to be talking you about. You play the mayor of the yes. town. Yes. In fact, you sort of open the whole show because yeah. that the whole yeah. piece about the mayor of the town. There's a bus strike or something going on, isn't there? Oh, that's there? right. The, a, schools, yeah, the school yeah, bus strike, yeah, school so bus which strike. went on, which was actually major going on issue. In, Absolutely, in, which is for in, the, it was for them. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so are you uh, like an organizer? In you, you're kind of the the hub of the of the company in a way because it's the you're the leader of the town. It is. Yeah, he is. Claude. And are you the leader of the company? I, th- I think people look at me as the leader yeah. of the company. Also, because yes. I am, to be fair, I am the oldest of the, the company. The father of the... You need well, everybody... Well, better known as the old fart of the company. Right. Um, which, uh, <laughs> so, yes, I, th- I think I do... Uh, people say you lead the company, mm. and I'm very happy to do you that. You do. Mm. I mean, we're, th- we're very lucky, because it's a really close company, um, which helps so much with this production. Now, you can feel that, though, oh, when you watch it. It's quite obvious. It's yeah, I mean, we all support company. it. I don't know how you'd do it if it wasn't, actually. I know. you're Because if there's a chair in the wrong place, yeah. or something, there's always someone who's going to watch your back. Yeah. Which is fun. And there's no room for egos in this show. <laughs> Leave your ego at the stage door. There's no room for it. No. Well, it is, it's just such an ensemble. It is. That's why really I loved it so ensemble. much, actually. actually yeah, because it's I just, it. I just, the, when it finished, so I want to be in that. Because... <laughs> Because of that, yeah, because yeah. of the company feeling that there is with yeah. the music and the choreography, and it's just, you're right, there's no single star. No, it's just a, no, a company piece and about a lovely group of people. Well, that's the point, that's the point isn't it? We're talking about an amazing group of people who did something so fantastic. When I mean, I always describe this as, you know, when the world was going nuts, this tiny little place in the middle of nowhere nobody ever heard of, 
showed the rest of the world how to behave and continue to do so. They still don't get what the fuss is about. They still don't get it. Um, Beulah, the real Beulah, is everyone's favourite grandmother. I mm. just fell in love with her. Because we opened in Ireland first of all. Mm-hmm. She came to Ireland. And I, yes, I a, hear they all come to quite a lot they of come, come yeah, they to do. the. Yeah, they does, is the mayor? Is, does he Claude, still? Claude. Claude. Oh, yes. Is he still? Yes. Because oh, he yeah. must have been. What age was he? Well, well to be when fair, he was mayor, was he a young? Well, he's, he's about a year younger than me, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, no, Claude's Claude's lovely. He's a natural comedian. When I was doing research for this, I was watching stuff about Claude and the, these very professional interviewers trying to take charge. Forget it, with Claude. You haven't got. It. I mean, if you interviewed Claude. You'd put your microphone down, and he would he asks all the questions oh, right. and answers them. <laughs> um, he's wonderful. He's fantastic. But he goes everywhere. And the other lovely thing about Claude is, like all of them, they invite you back to Newfoundland, to Gander. They say, come to Gander. Well, I was asking Robert. I said, have you been? Do you want to go? I do now, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and the invitations that you get, not only the cast, but on the opening night, when Claude did this curtain speech... He invited every member of the public, everybody in the audience, to come to Gander. What, stay in his house? To come and stay. stay. But he said, no, I'll find the accommodation for you. And he would. Just to solidify that, he left a wad of business cards of his address. If anybody wants to, just hand them out to whoever wants them. The audience, I mean, that's and that's the kind of people they are. It's probably ironically quite hard to get a flight to Gander, isn't it? Well, I think it I is now. Can't get... I think it is now. I mean, they now have a big tourist industry which they didn't have before, and the airport which they supposed to have knocked down years ago, they can't now because up people running. want to go. And it's see got a big duty free section now. Yeah. <laughs> get your check shirt. Extraordinary, extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole thing is extraordinary. Um, the show is, it's one hour, 40 minutes without an yeah, interval. Yeah. And it's, we described it as like getting on a train that just doesn't Good stop. Yeah. And it just goes Hurtful. thundering through yeah, yeah. For, for the whole time. And there isn't a minute that you think, I wish there was an interval. I love it, actually, mm. that there's no interval. It just yeah. drives on through. Drive and that's the same in every production, I presume, because there are lots of people. Oh, yeah, yeah there's no interval in any production. Done. They did try, I think, originally in Canada when they first started doing it. Uh, they put an interval in, but it doesn't work. The thing is, you, you take we take the, the the audience on the same journey that those playing people. Mm-hmm. You are the come from a ways. So and it and, the, and one of the things I say, it's hard to understand the accent. You probably understand about half of what we say. But what happens? Your ear gets tuned, and so you can't have that break. You need to take the audience with you right to the end of the journey. So we take you on that five days journey. Mm. And, it, yeah, it feels like that. I think that's why you get just so involved with the people yeah. because yeah. there is no break and you just follow their that's their right. journey mm. through. Um, now, you're no stranger to the musical theatre world because well, you've done been that. been around the block a few times. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> yeah, I've been at it since 1840, I think. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> mm, yeah, that's... That's a while. No, That's no, a no while. wonder that mayor is younger than you. <laughs> but is this one of your favourites, do you think, yes. would you say? Yeah, I, I think the reason being is be, is the ensemble. The fact that there is no star. In this. I mean, everyone on that stage is um, can play a lead in their own right, every one of them. But to get a company like that together to play ensemble, first of all, is quite rare. But because it... Because the way the company works, we and because I said, you know, we all get on incredibly well, which is fantastic. Uh, that's what makes it so special. And also, the because we're playing real people, you know, and I love research. Mm. I, I've always loved research. So to do research was the, for this was kind of easy because they're real people. And um, the only one I couldn't do research for enough was, you know, the Jewish chap. There's the... Uh, 
mm-hmm. who is the the Jewish chap who admits that he's a Jew in the piece. Yes. And which I do. And the, I got a lot of information from the actual rabbi. I met the rabbi. I think he comes from Birmingham. Right. And we had a long chat. I got so much information out of him because nobody ever saw that Jewish guy again. Nobody ever found him. They didn't know what uh, happened to him. Oh, right. Well, but, I suppose there are bound to be some people that Yeah, but that, that was such an incredible right. story that he was probably about 86, 87, and he'd kept that secret mm. till he was from yeah, eight yes. years old to then. Hadn't told anybody, even his wife. But that's the wonderful thing about the piece is it's, mm. it's in the light of a terrorist attack. Yeah. It's, it's everybody's stories, which are different stories of cool. persecution, of yeah. discrimination, of, of all of those things, is it? Which is I think the loveliest thing about this, though, it's nice to know that something so tragic and so horrific happened, something so wonderful came out of it, mm. and that's the story of Come From Away. Well, that's why everybody loves to see yeah. it. And when you tell people the premise of the piece, they go, oh, wow, that sounds... Amazing, because it's not about 9-11 at no, all. No, it's not at all. And, no. and as soon as you say what it is, as soon as I heard the premise of the piece, I thought, wow, that sounds, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. And I love the Irish, the Irish music yeah. feeling, oh, the barons and the rhythm and the, you know, that. That's I know, it's great. And that really drives the audience. All yeah. of that. And we love that, because uh, invariably, a lot of the times, we don't bother leaving the stage. We go back on to listen to the music. Mm. I'm doing that. Robert said I could do that this afternoon. So if you see a strange <laughs> figure just sitting on a chair somewhere, yeah, like having that, a jig. I think if I just no took the jumper off, I think I could blend in. You get in. away with it. You get away with it. That. Nobody will say anything. It's fine. Clive, thank you so much <laughs> for talking to us. Um, I'll see you later. All right, I'll see you on the stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Rachel Tucker, my third cast member from hey. Come From Away <laughs> that I'm talking to. Now you play Beverly Bass. That's right. Beverly Bass is an extraordinary person she was the first captain first ever female pilot to be made a captain by american airlines but that's right Can and i believe that it's incredible and that was in 1986 yeah um that it's pretty shocking that that's how late that was the first female ever to fly for american airlines uh, and she she wanted to fly from she was like eight, eight years old she knew it she was on a mission and uh, it was a dream job of hers, and she's still flying today. Is she? She is. See, I love hearing about Isn't the incredible? real people and what they're still doing. It's and incredible. It's amazing. She's uh, not so much for like big charter airlines, uh, or you know, uh, it's more VIPs across America. So sort of people that come in, into the ambassador's lounge, the, uh, Rachel, where right. they're sitting in like the thing. We, this is with the, this is the elite, the elite place for the VIP posh people room. come during the interval. Um, so she flies them around. Yes, that's amazing. And she came. Did she come to London? She came to London and Dublin. So yeah. she's been. She, in total, Beverly, I think, seen it the most. Her oh, and really? her husband Tom have flown across the world to see three or four various productions of Come From Away, and they've been a total of 137 times. Right, okay, yes. I think that beats, what did Robert say, his person yeah. to come 120, yes. Yes. I think. Or like they love it, they love it's it, and I, we love having them in the audience, it's such a, you know, it gets the crowd going, because usually she introduces herself to people around her, lets people know that she's in, and yeah. okay. they love it, the, the audience <laughs> absolutely love it. Well, they're stars right. for, the, for the night. Celebrities have come from away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, we can't not notice that you have a Belfast. Yes, accent, Northern Irish accent, Northern Irish accent which yes. you'd think, but that's the wrong one for come from away because that's more like Southern Irish. Although I've been told it's not; it's North American with Irish. It, it is. It's a real mix. Um, and I read up about this last night from the famine. It was about in fifteen hundreds. Okay. A lot of Irish left, and it was their first first island they hit off the boats. Mm-hmm. And 
of course, you know, it's land, they stay, they make there. And then with these huge, heavy winters that Canada get, they very much more or less are snowed in for the winter. And so a lot of the Irish influence is like just sitting in the kitchen, playing music, keeping each other warm. And again, they're away from the mainland of Canada. So the Irish accent stayed with just like an Ari- an American Canadian twang and the Irish music and the Stay Irish music and, and, and the, they yeah. can all play and they, they, they sound more Irish than me yeah. half of them yeah you know Rachel you well music you've been in musical theatre all your life yeah, basically more or less, you were yeah. to age of nine yes, I've got written right. in my notes nine years old I started yeah. with, uh, in cabaret with my dad around the, the clubs and pubs of Belfast which he did with his dad at the age of six so it was very very much I mean, nowadays, I don't think I wouldn't take my six-year-old son round clubs or, but back then it was okay. Very, especially in dad's age, mm-hmm. he literally sang for his supper. He's called Tommy Tucker, and he sang for his supper. They they passed the hat round, and that's how they made money. And then and that was during the troubles as well. Well, wasn't for it? me, yes, but it was yeah. during the troubles. Yeah, and I mean, it was it was just something that that was an okay thing to do, and I kind of learned my trade there and learn how to work an audience and a crowd and what songs to sing and you know what key to sing it in and so I I, I I've, it's definitely helped me in good stead and you just got used to troops in uh, vehicles pointing their guns yeah I mean when I came do. to London I, I my friend because that's surprised. what it was like yeah, I know yeah, I was there absolutely and it's it was ex- yeah. really I mean to live with it and yeah grow up I mean it, it was I the norm to me yeah. it was only when I came to London to go to college did I realise that that, that, that an army, not an for army is, is, for a, is yeah. for a war zone. And my friend yeah. pointed that out to me. She was like, wow, the, the army's on the streets. And I was like, is that not normal? She was like, well, no, because it's not a war zone. And I was like, well, there you go. Look what I've grown up in, you yeah. know. But that, to me, was normal. And then you did um, you did the um, I Do Anything competition. Yes. Looking for Nancy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nancy, I, do I loved it. I had a, I had a great time did on that you? show. I loved it. Um, I, I mean, it was such a great showcase for where I was at in my career. And my is that why you did it? Because you is. already were a professional. Yeah, I was. So I was working like away. No, from nowhere to, no. to do it. I was touring the UK. I met my husband on the UK's tour of uh, Tommy. Um, I did Tonight's the Night. I'd done, you know, a couple of things, and I just felt like I needed that extra bit of showcase light to open a few more doors for West, I really wanted West End, and it did, it did what I really wanted it to do, a lot of exposure, mm-hmm. you know, and I loved it. Yeah, okay. Well, and, and now there seem to be quite a lot of these people from yeah. various, not so much that one, but from, well, because they don't do that one anymore, but yeah, from, yeah. from X Factor and things, yeah. are quite a lot of those They're people. Working in the in Working theater in, and, yeah. in the West End. Yeah. I mean, well, there's Samantha Bark, Barks who did it, she's playing Pretty Woman on Broadway. Right. Jessie Buckley um, is like this movie star now. You know, this the stuff, the people that 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 these shows have and can. There's a, the waitress. Shines, yes, Catherine, um, Catherine McPhee, McPhee yeah. yeah, and Lucy and Jones. In, yeah. yeah, Lucy Jones, yeah. and then there's two in um, the Dolly Parton. That's right. Thing. Yes. Oh, not two. There's one. I don't but I mean, but anyway, you did it for a purpose. Yeah, and and the the purpose worked, and then you you. Got a great history with Wicked, yes, of course. Yeah. Is your big, would you ever go back to that? I, well, maybe playing Madame Morrible, maybe. <laughs> One of the, <laughs> the older witch. Uh, give me a couple of years, though. Um, I possibly, I mean, I, I, I don't think I don't think I would uh, go back to play Alphabet again. I mean, it'll always be a massive part of my mm. career and my heart. And But I, I, I think I've hung, hung my 
uh, hatting my broom up for good for the, with that room. Okay. But you never know. Maybe uh, what, and also, you were in Sting's musical. Yes. Um, on Broadway. On Broadway, I loved Which, it. Would you go back to Broadway? I mean, how was Broadway? I, I loved it. It was amazing. I loved loved living in New York. Loved doing, mm. uh, uh, being part of that community over there. Um, we have, um, we, we hold green cards now, so our aim is to get back to New York. We would love, but I'd love to go But you could do back. this in New York. Well, there because you go. That, well, that you? would be nice. Wouldn't that just be easy? That would you be know all the words and everything. Perfect. So it'd be really... A shoe in Yeah, exactly. That, I mean, that Who's would doing be, it over right? there? Um, Who is Jean it? Jean Colon. Right, she needs the to original. stop. <laughs> she needs to stop now. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, that that's I, the ideal. That would be a lovely situation. Um uh, but yeah, you know, we, we want to get back there eventually. Who knows with this show or something else, you know. Mm. I wanted to ask you, I read a, an interview that you'd done with a fantastic expression that your mother had used, which was jump and a net. That's right. That's, that's going to be I my first tattoo. That. I she just that. used to say, Rachel, do it. Just jump. Something's going to catch you. You'll be fine. Whatever it is, it's supposed to, that's what you're supposed to land in. And m- my big one of that was actually leaving a contract it was my first West End contract which was We Will Rock You just mm-hmm. across the road and instead of extending and staying on for another year I jumped I was afraid of being in a contract and the role of Elphaba in Wicked coming up if and I you'd would, be stuck and I'd be yeah, yeah. I, so I would would be devastated not to have been available to audition for the role so my mum I remember saying just jump leave work and if, Take the if it's meant to be it's meant to be so I did so it's going to be my first tattoo. And it was, is it? Where <laughs> yes. are you going to have it? I think on my arm somewhere, so I can see it. Right. Um, I it's have, a, it's yeah. a wonderful It's a phrase, lovely phrase, right? That one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you. My, uh, my wise mother. When one door shuts, it's shut. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good that's one. Mine. It's yeah. shut. Yeah. Just Do it like behind you. Yeah. Open the next one. Complete opposite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Yeah. Move on. Move, Move on. on. Oh, well. <laughs> All that, you know, to, if you keep trying, keep you know try- you'll no. get there eventually. No, no, no you it's won't. Shut. You won't. Just move on. Not only is it shut, it's locked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you think you might jump? Well, obviously, yeah. this is this is going to run and run and run. So I it could be in this forever. I think so. I mean, it's a... Well, not a niche show isn't right. Become a culty show. Now, yeah, almost, I yeah. Think. I mean, people especially with all come the back. Olivier Award yeah. nomination. Yes, and it's not a want to see it once show. No, it's you a want, want to see it a lot of times. times. Yeah, you do. We've a lot of return customers yeah. so far. Even you know, it's people need to see it again. They've, they've yeah. this yearning of just a, a euphoria when they come out of the theatre of just feel good and want to talk to your neighbour and mm-hmm. people want to be kind to each other and pass on the the good deeds. You know, it's it's a and not in a cheesy, corny way, just in a real, like it hits you in the surplexes, I think, this show. And mm. it, it, it's so realistic and real and honest. And It's just lovely. And it's and you do want to tell all your friends, go and see it, because right. you want everyone to share yeah. the experience that you've had. I saw it on Broadway in September and was blown away by it and was so happy that I was going to be part of the London cast. Did you know, know that before I you did, saw yes, it? Oh, I right, did, yes, I did. Perfect. Which was great. Perfect. You know, it was. So my husband and I were a bit tentative, you know, going, please let this be great, you know. And it was. It was more than great. It was... I was ugly crying and laughing at the end, you know. <laughs> like, it was just such a euphoric feeling. So w- when eventually you, you're, you know, you're 96 and this is wrapping up <laughs> and you can't play a pilot anymore, where would you think you might jump where will I jump? I th- honestly, I'm I'm yearning to get back to New York. Really craving. Yeah, yeah. My husband's there at the minute, actually, um, and just it. it I, I love London, and I've lived here 15 years. Most of my career's been here, but. 
there's there's an energy in the this community of in in the theatre of New York over there that just it's it's so vibrant and so involving and um, it does feel very community and I I just I love the city love it. Right. Well, so maybe I'll jump there on whichever net catches me, whichever show yeah. catches me. Who knows, you know. Yeah, well, Broadway again uh, beckons. <laughs> Back <yeah>. to Broadway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So much for talking to You're us. Thank you for listening to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast with me, Alice Arnold. If you enjoyed it, then you can review it, subscribe to the podcast. But we are going to have a little break for a few weeks. Meantime, why don't you just download some of the old episodes? They're really good. I hope you enjoy them. Hold up. 